Do you have a great idea, but don't know where to start in creating it? Have you started an idea, but don't know what direction you need to take it in? Karma Comics and our team of creatives can help you take your creation from a simple idea to a masterpiece. Visit www.karmacomics.org and schedule an idea consultation. Let us foster your idea, empower your creativity, and manifest your legacy. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Full Stop. This is yours truly. Uh, just excited to be, to be. Happy Valentine's Day to all of the uh, the lovers out there. Uh, happy Valentine's Day for all the single folks who don't have anyone. Full Stop will be your Valentine. But let me ask my girlfriend first. Um, also, uh... I was trying to make sure that I did everything I could to pretend Valentine's Day didn't exist so I didn't have to do anything for it. Um, When asked, what are we going to do for Valentine's Day? I said, what's Valentine's Day? And my girlfriend looked at me as if... uh, She always has this look like, is he serious or is he joking? Um... I was like, oh, right, Valentine's Day, the holiday to celebrate St. Valentine. Um, chocolate? All right, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm going to end up making a really nice, um, um, a really nice dinner. Um, something along the lines of like a, a tuna tetrazzini. That, that, <laughs> tuna casserole used to get at school. Um, <laughs> something with a really nice sauce. Uh, yeah, so if I end up just cooking or, you know, doing something uh, romantic, like lighting an uh, unscented candle and turning on a movie we haven't seen before. We watched Leon. The Professional, which is about an assassin and this little girl. It was, it was such a great movie. I've seen it probably a hundred times. Um, but we were talking about the movie and they missed some really big opportunities to make like a sequel or have the girl grow up or spoiler alert, keep Leon alive, make some sequels. Be really interesting movie. Um, Let's get to the news. Uh, Donald J. Trump has been acquitted from impeachment for... Not from impeachment. He is an impeached guy, okay? Um, When people say that he's been acquitted from impeachment, and I say people meaning me sometimes, um, what I'm meaning to say is he is impeached. That's just a fact. He He is an impeached guy. Twice, mind you. The impeachment's so nice they had to do it twice. Um... He is certainly an impeached guy, um, but he ha- he's the the consequence, the trial uh, after the said impeachment um, did not yield the result that made the most sense. Um, now I'm going to get to a, a very controversial ideology in a second. 
because I do have a, a really interesting take on the impeachment. What's important to note is the moral compass of the Republican Party. The purpose of the Republican Party. Because if you want to talk about what the Republican Party has become in the last 10 years, I I would even argue more during the Obama administration. But if you want to argue about what the Republican Party stands for now, let's try to check off some boxes here. Let me grab... I mean, I'm going to make some literal checks here because uh, something's not making sense to me. Um, The Republican Party, as I understand it, or as I remembered it being explained to me, was the party for limited government. They wanted, they, they were fiscally conservative. And that they wanted the states to have more say in the affairs of their states. Now, this may be the most antiquated, probably most non-in-depth, you know, interpretation of the Republican Party. But if, if not these things or the things I just listed, then what? Okay. Because if you talk about them being fiscally conservative, prior to COVID, they had added a tremendous amount of money to the deficit. Okay? This is prior to COVID. If you want to talk about them wanting to give more rights to the states, then... Why are they trying to stifle states by a questioning their voting and election processes, hindering and in a lot of cases stifling their local and um, state um, ability to function during the COVID pandemic? by withholding funds and removing legislation that would help said state and local governments um, battle the pandemic. The Republican Party uh, is supposed to be the, the party of religion or God, the Bible, whatever you want to call it. Um, but don't do what's morally or um, morally you know, upstanding or um, make decisions based off of uh, conscience of of goodwill and good faith. Um, so I, I just I, I, they lose their religious argument. They lose their fiscally conservative argument. They lose their you know power to the states argument. I, I, and, and if I'm wrong about what the Republican Party is standing for, please. Call into the show or reach me directly and explain to me what the Republican Party stands for right now. Okay? Because what it seems like they stand for is what Trump stood for, honestly. Um, 
challenging the media, enriching yourself through either nepotism or uh, practices that are, you know, not so good. Okay, not so good practices with enriching yourself, Um, being controversial, adopting and accepting lies and conspiracies, Um, storming the Capitol. Uh, justifying storm in the Capitol, um, talking out of both sides of their mouths. I am against all acts of violence against blah, 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 and insert, uh, ethnic group, except Antifa and black lives matter. And on the other side of their mouth, they're like, well, you got to fight like hell. If you want to continue this lie, If y'all want to keep lying, y'all need to go storm the Capitol and, you know, stop a process that is ceremonial and not even uh, a process that has any depth of uh, being able to change any results or uh, any actual, you know, (laughs) electoral standing. It's just it's crazy. But the controversial thought that I was talking about earlier is that I kind of agree with Mitch McConnell. (laughs) Now, believe me, I definitely vote to disqualify Trump from holding office ever again. If I were a senator that and if I were a Senate Republican, that wouldn't even be a question. Okay, I would go in as a non impartial juror because all of them weren't. There wasn't a partial juror throughout the entire process. Now you could argue Bill Cassidy or Richard Burr, whatever, but they knew there wasn't anything that they were shown that would have changed their mind prior to this trial because, and this is really important. I need you all to pay attention to this. They were there when it happened. They are cogent adult human humanoids uh, (laughs) who have seen what has happened before the six and what has happened after the six. Okay. There isn't anything that any of those house managers could have shown me that would have changed my mind if I had to cower underneath my desk or be removed from the chambers because there is an insurrection on the Capitol promoted by the guy who lost the election and said he did not. There wouldn't be anything anyone would need to show me or tell me that would be differently. I would not be an impartial juror. And for any Democrat that says that they were an impartial juror, that's bullshit. Okay? Impartial just because you're right with your argument, and, and I'm saying right based off of my opinion, just because you're right based off the argument doesn't mean you're impartial. You know what I'm saying? Let me explain that a little bit better. So just because the moral argument is on your side doesn't mean you went into the process impartial. You went in there very partial because the your argument, in a, in a sense, is that common sense will show you that I'm a, I'm a juror, but also a victim of the crime that is being litigated. Okay. It's just all crazy. The way I I agree with Mitch McConnell is I do think that impeachment is a specific 
government tool to hold accountable those who are in office. Okay. I'm not saying impeaching someone or enacting the impeachment process is unconstitutional. I think that it is a specific government tool used to hold those in government accountable. I agree with him there. Had Donald Trump been still president and this process were to continue, the Republicans would have a different argument as to why it shouldn't happen, right? But I would agree that that would be the course of action, right? Because based off of another article of impeachment, the president can't be prosecuted. You could One could argue that, whatever, but I, I don't think the president can be pros- prosecuted for crimes, okay? He can only be impeached, removed, disqualified. That's what, that's what that's saying, okay? Impeached, removed, disqualified. And I agree with Mitch McConnell with him clarifying that impeachment is not the only course of action for crimes that a president commits when he is out of office. But I think that the House managers should have created a case, started there, started with the criminal aspect of it, okay? Scare the shit out of Donald Trump. Scare him. Talk about the 14th Amendment and how that has to be litigated through a court process, but like how with a simple 51 majority vote that he can be disqualified from office. I think impeachment is what the House managers and the Democrats wanted to do in order to show that the Republicans do not have any moral fiber. They don't have any moral backbone and they are not the party they claim to be. The party of law, order, justice. Which which in itself is, is a very powerful message, but we already knew that shit. <laughs> we already knew that. What you should have done was you should have disqualified him from office and then not listen to another Republican ever and make sure that you guys have some really strong election movements and start getting some of these guys out of here. You know what I'm saying? Force them to be a party with some integrity by beating their ass in all the upcoming elections in 2022. Focus on that. My, 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 if I were the, the leader of the Democratic Party, I would put every single cent we had into every single race we had in 2022. I really would. Everything we've got. I put Stacey Abrams and six others like her in all the states where, you know, we could have a pretty close race. All the states, honestly. I would I would be the Democratic leader that is like, we need to go into West Virginia. Not, not West Virginia. <laughs> so, I think Joe Manchin's got it. All right, whatever. All right, we're not going to West Virginia. What we're going to do is we're going to go <laughs> everywhere but West Virginia. Um, and Ohio's a little crazy, too. Like, uh, uh, Ohio... They just changed the stand your ground law. I don't know what they what they mean by it. I know what it means everywhere else, but I think Ohio is changing the definition of that. Regardless, I would try to get all those. I would just beat them in the election. But Mitch McConnell was right. 
impeachment is a, is a specific government tool used to remove people from office. Now, what the, the shitty part about that and the part of that that's a little, you know, a little backwards, a little ass, a little bass backwards is he's the one, Mitch McConnell, he is the one who held up the opportunity for the House managers to take those articles of impeachment to the Senate to get the process started while Donald Trump was still in office. So he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. So at one aspect, he's saying, you know, well, he's the worst uh, president we've ever had, whatever, right? There's no, I mean, anybody with any type of, you know, sense can see that he's guilty, 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 (laughs) right? Um, and then on the other side of his mouth, he goes, but <laughs> you can't impeach somebody who's not in office. Stop saying impeach because he's impeached. You can disbar somebody when they remove from, like, I mean, just imagine, imagine if Donald Trump were still in office. Um, when the insurrection happened, if he, if let's say it happened in 2019, okay. And they were going to go through the process and they impeach him. The first thing they would need to do is remove him. The second thing that they would be litigating is disbarment from holding future office, federal office. Okay. So let's walk through the, what actually happened. January 6th, the uh, insurrection happened. January, like, I don't know, uh, 13th or 12th or something like that. They impeach him. Okay. And then they go through the trial. Now, if, if removal, I'm sorry, if impeachment, then removal is what's necessary. He was impeached before he was removed he left office, which would be a form of removal. The next part or the next common sense part would be the trial, the conviction, and then disbarment from, from holding office just by natural order. The process of impeachment has played itself out. He was impeached. He is by proxy removed. Okay. And then you go through the next steps, which would be the trial, conviction, and disbarment, uh, disqualification. So the constitutional argument, I think, is moot. But, I mean, as Ted Cruz said, as Lindsey Graham said, as Mike Lee from Utah said, hey, we're not partial jurors (laughs) In in a trial. Okay. Three angry men instead of 12. Like we got it. You you already won. Is what Ted Cruz says, I believe. You guys already won. You just need to not say anything stupid enough to you know, either incriminate the former president or and, and mind you, I look at the news all day. This is what I do. This is my this is my job is to look at the news, okay? And I see people keep saying President Trump. Like, stop saying that shit. It's President Biden, former President Trump. 
or Mr. Trump or whatever he is. Fuck him. What I'm saying is you can't have a trial with an, with a non-impartial jury. First off, second of all, the jury can't be the victims. <laughs> and third of all, there's a 14th amendment that if you take it to court, and well, if you make it in the law that Donald J. Trump cannot run for president of public office again, all you need is a simple majority vote, which the Democrats have, and they can get him to never run for office again. Now that has to be argued in court. I've already said this, but with given how well the house managers laid out their case, I would be very surprised at what judge, especially with a new administration, what judge would look at that evidence and say, uh, you're kind of on shaky constitutional grounds. Like <laughs> that's a good case. It's a really good case, but constitutionally, is it sound like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <sighs> All right, moving on. Um, I was looking at the news and I saw that, uh, a large portion of the, um, uh, Biden act, um, which would give $1,400 checks and, uh, you know, his, his, uh, COVID relief plan, um, which totals $1.9 trillion. Um, but I think, I believe 940 billion of it is being passed uh, very soon in, uh, small measures. Uh, the first portion of that is going to be the, uh, economic stimulus, direct payments to families. Um, and that's passing. So be looking forward for that. I'll give as many updates as I can. Um, also yesterday, um, Kamaru Usman held onto his belt against Gilbert Burns, which Gilbert Burns does not sound the way his name would suggest. Um, he has a very thick Latin accent. I did not see that coming. I've never heard this man speak. Um, (laughs) but I was pleasantly surprised. Hmm. I was like, okay. Uh, if you don't know who Kamaru Usman is, I've been watching his fight since he fought, um, Kobe Covington in 2019. And, um, that was probably one of the better fights I'd ever seen. Um, because, not, not of the actual fighting, because that was also great. But Colby Covington, if you don't know who he is, he's like the American version of Conor McGregor. Um, not because he's as good of a fighter, but because he's a piece of shit. And Colby Covington is a Trump supporter. He is like just all, all in with the Trumps and all that shit. And when they were setting up for their fight, you know, they would have these press conferences and he would, you know, just do the kind of McGregor thing where he, you know, he talks louder than, you know, actually throwing gloves or whatever. Um, so this is prior to the election. This happened in 2019. Prior to the election, everybody's a little on edge. Like, what if this motherfucker wins again? Kobe Covington's wearing his little MAGA hat, has his little triggered, um, uh, Donald Trump Jr. book, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. I'm like, oh shit. Like, what if Trump wins again? This is crazy. Like, plus Kobe Covington's a racist, um, white supremacist, whatever. And I'm like, oh no. Um, and and mind you, Kobe Covington is a white supremacist, racist, white nationalist, piece of shit, garbage, trash ass, punk ass bitch. Who, if I could fight anybody, 
in the world it would be him i would lose mind you immediately i would be curled up while he's kicking the shit out of me with his you know a MAGA hat on i would lose but i would still be like yo i still got in the ring with that motherfucker you know i probably got a hit off like a hit off or I swung at him and he ducked and he hit me in the rib cage. I lean over, he hits me a couple times in the head. I fall down, he's kicking me, and then he for some reason gets me in a triangle choke. Like he just he gets down with me to choke me. Uh, that's how I see it happening, honestly. Um, but you know that would be the guy I want to fight. He's a piece of shit. He's my least favorite person in the entire world. Um, other than Ted Cruz, Raphael. Okay, I, I, people keep telling Ted, I'm on a first-name basis with this piece of shit. Raphael, I'd fight him too. I'd, pro- I'd definitely win. There's no problem. I was about to say probably. I'd definitely beat the brakes off Ted Cruz, okay? <laughs> Raphael. Anyway, back to the point. So, you know, being as political as I am, you see this Trump guy who's doing pretty well in a lot of his fights, challenging the, the champ, who, if you don't know, Kamara Usman is a Nigerian-American. Um, or just Nigerian, Nigerian. Uh, so he's from Nigeria. So he's not just black. This motherfucker is like midnight, like, like straight purple. Like he is fucking black as shit. So, and, but he's a good guy. He's a good person. He's a very determined fighter. He's the champion at this point. And, uh, he is facing off against, you know, probably the, like the white devil, right? Like the white devil. And, uh, it was, it was a fight. It was like racism versus, you know, equity. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it was like, I was looking at the fight. Like it was like, you know, if we lose this fight, if, if Kamaru Usman lose this fight, Usman loses this fight, Donald Trump will win. Slavery will be back and there'll be a second civil war. It's all at the same time. You know what I mean? Inauguration, slavery, civil war. You know what I'm saying? And in the first few rounds, I mean, racism looked like it was going to win. The white devil looked like he was, he was putting him, he was doing all right. (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. He's getting some good punches. He's getting some good punches in on, on integration. But then, you know, as it does, goodness prevailed. Kamaru uh, Usman beat the hell out of Kobe. (laughs) At a certain point, it was like, okay, like, you know, we always worry about the, the worst parts of our character taking over and having us do these these disgustingly evil things to one another. Right. But when you see. Somebody who you can imagine with a MAGA hat on getting his jaw broke and just commenced to just getting hands put on him. It just makes you feel like everything's going to be okay. Like when I get upset, I look at the video where Donald Trump is at the Nationals baseball game and the Nationals, uh, and that's a baseball team. So the Nationals baseball team. In DC, he went to the World Series or like one of the World Series, and he is in the audience. And the announcer says, "And our president, 
Donald J. Trump. And everybody is booing except the people in his immediate like circle. So he's clapping and like he goes from like big smile to like little smile to like frown. And then he just stops clapping while everybody else is clapping because he just hears all those boos. And it makes me feel it makes me it just gives me feels like it makes me, it makes me feel amazing. And believe me, I'm a centrist. Please believe me. Nobody believes me. Please believe me. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not. I'm not a Democrat. Okay. I feel like they're weak. I feel like they are like, they're like the kids in class that were the ones who sat up front and nobody liked and, you know, most of their districts are just like, we just, I don't know what you do, but we just, you go. Cause you seem the most excited about it. Like that, that's what Democrats represent to me. So I, I, I implore you guys, please don't think I'm a Democrat. I'm not, I'm not a Democrat. Okay. I'm not, I love Joe Biden. I love Joe Biden because, because of him as a person. Okay. His politics are just back to normal, which I appreciate more than anything else. It's just back to normal. That's it. Politics as usual. Daily briefings, legislation, executive orders, all those things that aren't trying to kill people or hurt people or separate people. Like, that's okay. But I'm not a Democrat. (laughs) Please. Okay. But when he gets booed, it makes me feel just amazing. I just don't like Trump. I think it's what it is. I just don't like him. So, I... You know, it makes me sound like a Democrat, but I'm not. I'm not a liberal at all. I'm not liberal. I'm very conservative. I'm like, if I had to like choose a side, I'd choose the center because both sides are ridiculous. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and call it a show. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Um, My listener viewership or listenership has quadrupled so thank you all so much i mean you could say i know somebody just thought like oh from one to four no but no like a substantial quadruple you uh chef anyway uh, (laughs) i'll talk to y'all soon thanks for tuning in to full stop